Hey there, and welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast, where our goal is to equip you with the tools you need to ditch the prayer guilt, grow in your relationship with God, and pray like you and nobody else. Stay tuned for our latest episode after this quick word from our sponsor. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Hey there, this is Alana with Praying Christian Women here with Jamie. We're glad you guys joined us. How are you, Jamie? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Good. Yeah, it's going to be fun to dive in today. We're talking about organizing our prayer list and drawing parallels to organizing homes. Um, If you're worried that we're going to like make you feel ashamed for having a cluttered mess in your house, don't worry. (laughs) I think Jamie and I have both seen our houses at their normal, which is... Sometimes cluttered. Sorry to take. I'm just sorry to take call you on you a tour out, right but... now of my that's right, that's right. closet. Pull the camera down. Yeah, yeah. The closet <laughs> that I podcast from right now. It's not in the best shape. No, this is all just very theoretical. That was just yeah, kind of kind of a theoretical parallel. Has nothing to do with uh, shaming you about your prayer list organization or your home organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, I love the way that we can look at other things going on in our lives, like what we do with certain personal development kinds of studies that are coming out, or all of the personality studies that are coming out. And basically just, yeah, ask, how can we apply these principles to our prayer lives? I know I do that anytime I'm reading a book now, I'm like, oh, okay, the book might be about time management, or it might be about saving for retirement. I'm like, oh, this this relates to our prayer lives in this, that, and the other way. Well, and that's what I love about this podcast is it's just an opportunity to focus on prayer, even if you Mm -hmm. don't, you know, uh, have a perfect prayer life, which none of us does. Mm -hmm. Um, Just taking time to talk about prayer and to think about it just gets your mind thinking in those ways so that you can just kind of use the things in your life to to build on your base of, of your prayer practices mm-hmm, and disciplines mm-hmm. or ideas. Yeah. And it's just fun. It's just, it's, it's really, yeah. It's like the lens that you look through. Like, do you remember when you're like yes. super, um, super at the early stages of falling in love and everything you see, you see through the lens of, Oh, I want to remind myself to tell him about this or, Oh, he would love this picture. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's always our lens. And I think because you and I have been podcasting about prayer, for so many years that's kind of become our lens like we were meeting our son's middle school youth group leaders are from another church and we didn't know them very well so we had them over for dinner and turns out she's a really big fitness kind of person you know like she's run the hundred mile kinds of you know double ultra triple marathon sorts of things wow she was talking about how it's really not been until the last little recent bit that they're taking exercise. So basically her thing was the exercise that we learned, like when we were kids in gym class and PE was based on science. that was only using white adult men. 
And so she's gotten into all of these studies about, you know, exercising specifically for women or exercising specifically for postmenopausal women or premenopausal. And, you know, immediately I'm like, oh, that's exactly what we talk about a lot is, yeah, how do we bring our womenly gifts into our prayer lives and things too. Is that a, is that a good segue into our uh, big reveal? I think we have a kind of big ish reveal today. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely do it. All right. So Jamie and I have written a book. I think you've heard us mention it perhaps if you listen, but uh, the, the main crux of our book is exactly that. It's time for us to stop feeling like we need to pray like somebody else and learn to pray like ourselves. So it's time for us to stop looking at your next door neighbor or your best friend and be like, I wish I could pray like that and learn how to pray exactly like you were designed to pray. And yeah, we're, we're just excited. We don't have a release date yet, but you can read our, at least our first chapter. We'll probably be releasing a few more chapters over the next weeks. Um, you want to tell them about that? Sure. About the, just where they can access that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So some of you already know that we have a Patreon page, which a lot of podcasters do this. It's a way for you to support the podcast by pledging a certain amount per month, whether it's a dollar, three dollars, ten dollars. There are different tiers depending on um, how much you want to support. And so we have had a Patreon for quite some time. Um, but we're actually we're going to be merging Patreons with Alana's Fiction Patreon to be able to offer you some more perks and for her to be able to um, kind of gift you with some of her Christian suspense novels, which is really Mm -hmm. exciting. Um, But another thing that we're planning is to release chapter by chapter before our book is published. So we're looking at publication in January-ish, I think is when we were aiming for to make it available, but you will get that much sooner. So you'll be probably in the next couple of weeks really we'll be dropping mm-hmm. chapter one and yep. we'll just kind of well by the we time go, this we're... comes out it's probably up oh that's I would true assume. Yeah. oh absolutely that's true okay yeah. so by the time we'll just make sure that happens so Hello, people in the future <laughs> yeah right well and if you are a current patreon su- supporter i sent messages to our old patreon but just so you know if you have been supporting praying christian women through patreon we are now shifting to a different um page, but you can Mm -hmm. access it from the same place. So if you're interested in having access to our first chapter of our new book, you can go to prayingchristianwomen.com slash partner, and that will take you to the Patreon page that you need to be at. Yeah. And that's going to help support what we do here. That's earmarked for praying Christian women, Mm -hmm. our hosting fees, all of that kind of stuff. So we're excited to see you there. And if you happen to kind of just heard about praying Christian women through being on the Patreon when it was just for my Christian fiction, hi, welcome. I'm Alana, this is Jamie, and here we go. So today we're going to be talking, like we said, about organizing your prayer list, drawing parallels to just kind of home organization, but let's go ahead and start with prayer and all that good stuff. God, thank you so much for allowing us to come together again and talk about prayer. Thank you for this picture of organizing our prayer lives as being similar to organizing our homes and just help us to gain 
whatever it is that you have for us today. Lord, I just pray that um, if there's any guilt in anyone's heart about their prayer life, about their home, about anything, if there are any hangups, just remove those during this time. Lord, I just pray that we would be able to just come into this speaking with grace and just looking to take out the lessons that you have for us in a positive forward moving way in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Our verse of the day is from Matthew twenty five twenty three. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. And I just chose this because I feel like the whole issue, our prayer lives, uh, it's just another form of stewardship. Like I feel like we've been given this gift of prayer. And so for me, as a person that is not prone to organization at all, I, I just feel like just pr our prayer lives are, are a form of stewardship. And so for yeah. me, it's really been helpful because I'm not very good at organizing my home either in general. And so when I start focusing, just like we talked about, when I want to start focusing on, okay, how can I um, make my prayer list. What are some, some tips and how I can make my prayer list, um, either organized in such a way or, um, focus on it in such a way that it, it maximizes my individuality and my strengths. Um, mm -hmm. that really, I, I just think it helps me be a better steward of my prayer list. And I yeah. think that we can actually, we'll talk about this later, but I think you can actually increase your capacity for prayer as you practice prayer. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and as you maybe implement different things, but our Absolutely. number, yeah, but I, I think our number one disclaimer today is everybody's different. So mm -hmm. some people will wither under intense organization of their prayer lives. If someone came in and said, here's a prayer journal, I have right. organized it to the hilt for you. Mm -hmm. so you can maximize your prayer life. Some people would just wilt and think, oh my yeah. goodness, what a horrible millstone around my neck. Right. And that's okay. So that's why I just want that to be in the background. All these things that we talk about, if it doesn't resonate with you, then find something that does and don't feel like these things all need to be incorporated into your prayer life, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and going back to the topic of stewardship, I find those types of verses to truly be like the absolute most challenging in scripture. Um, this one here, and then also to to him who has been given much, much will be required. Yeah. And I think sometimes we we like to say something like, uh, we, we kind of want to be grandiose. We're like, God, why haven't you given me this really big prayer burden? Why am I not the kind of Christian that you wake up because the president's about to be assassinated and I need to pray against it to stop, you know, or why don't you wake me up to pray against thwarting a terrorist attack? And I kind of think about it in a way, kind of like this verse, if you're faithful with little things, then you'll be faithful with much. But some of us are wired in a way that, yeah, if God gave us a huge, grandiose prayer burden, we feel as though we would be all over that. But if it's just a little burden, like, hey, I want you to pray every single day for the salvation of your next door neighbor. And maybe you don't even really particularly like them. Like, oh, pass. You know, I'll wait till I get the better, more exciting. So, you know, it's kind of like a, I picture a journalism uh, 
aspiring hopeful where you take the assignments you get and if you do a really great job with those even if they're really silly like you're covering the the cupcake parade and you want to be breaking the you know cracking open the crime syndicate in your town you start with the cupcake parade and you do that well and you prove that you can meet deadlines you prove that you can be relied on and i think our prayer assignments are like that too and so i love thinking about okay maybe you want to be a you know a the kind of prayer who truly does change history i do but are you being faithful to pray for the things that feel maybe a little boring and tedious as well yeah. And I, I think we sometimes think of it as like a reward punishment kind of thing. Like, well, God's punishing me by not giving me more, mm-hmm. but God is blessing you. God knows how you're wired. And right. maybe for this season, this is all that you can handle. And mm-hmm. if he gave you something, you might be so overwhelmed by either the, the quantity or the scope mm-hmm. of the prayers that you know, that you would end up shutting down because we are yes. so easily paralyzed in our prayer lives. And so, yeah. you know, it's grace and it's love that God's like, you know what, this is where you are. I'm meeting you here. Mm-hmm. And just like anything in our lives, it's great to strive for more, but mm-hmm. we have to also be like, okay, but what I am right now at this moment is enough. Mm-hmm. What can I do mm-hmm. where I am? Like you said, not looking ahead at, oh, I would rather have these prayer burdens or yeah. I wish my list was this long or that I was right. leading a prayer meeting of hundreds of people yeah. or something. Right. But to be content where you are and like you said, faithful with whatever it is in your mm-hmm. immediate sphere mm-hmm. and that that's okay and that's good. It and is. That's it is good. Yeah. 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 I mean, there are definitely certain prayer assignments that would break me, you know, and I am glad that God hasn't given me those. (laughs) And then there are other prayer assignments that don't feel like work because they are, they, they do hit so close to home. You know, you don't need to, um, again, let's go back to the person who's just beginning to fall in love. They don't need to be reminded to pray for that person, right? They don't need to be reminded to ask God, you know, about their futures together and things that just happens because of, the way we're wired. So, you know, in our podcast, in our book, in our discussions, this is what we always want to drive home. Pray according to what God has given you and don't compare yourself to somebody else. No. So our just for fun on the topic of houses and organization, what are you loving about your home right now? So right now I am, I'm loving our apple trees. Oh yeah. It's that time of year. They had a very bad, well, so last year we had a bumper crop of apples mm-hmm. and, but they were tiny because there were so many, our trees uh-huh. need to be pruned and mm-hmm. I have been putting it off because the last time we got it pruned, I don't think they knew what they were doing and it like oh, no. it really stunted the production. Yeah. But last year it was too much. So none of the apples got beyond like just a little over golf ball sized, mm-hmm. and I, they were okay for like, uh, some of them are good for baking, but they, because they're, I guess, I don't know if it's just where we live or the type of mm-hmm. apples, but they don't last very long. You cut into mm-hmm. them, they're almost instantly brown. Yeah, um, yeah. Some of them hold up well in baking, others don't. So we juice a lot of them though. We've pressed cider out of a lot mm-hmm. of them. But they didn't juice very well last year. There were oh. so many of them, but they were like yeah. wood when we chopped them yeah. up and then we started to uh. press them. 
But this year we had very few apples because I think when you have a huge crop one year because you haven't pruned well, it kind Uh of depletes them for the next year. Right. So we had one or two trees that did pretty well, but then the other two had virtually none. Uh And But the apples that we did have were, we almost got as much juice as we had <laughs> yeah last year with like out of fewer twice as many. Yeah. But I it's love just that fun. yeah I just love seeing the trees. I love, um, just, you know, the, the process of juicing them. We used to go to like a local place that does like community mm-hmm. cider pressing. mm-hmm And last year they were closed and didn't have it. mm-hmm So we ended up investing in a small press ourselves. So we've been doing that as a family yeah and it's just fun. You know, it feels that's like a fun such a family fall memory activity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. How Well, about and you? fall is so short here that it's Oh, nice it is. to be able to enjoy it when you can. Yeah, it <laughs> is. yeah. How about you? Um, I'm enjoying our, I enjoy so much about where we are right now. It's just, it, the views are pretty. We still have orange on the trees. Oh, yeah. Uh, the leaves haven't blown off yet. So yeah, it's not super cold quite yet. So yeah, I like being outside, watching the dogs run around. They get their zoomies out and go and sniff everything. And then I also, I like this time of year because there's a little window, which is rare in Alaska, where it's still not really, really, really cold, but it does get dark enough to see the stars. Yes, I love it. So I'm hoping to get like one good night of stargazing with the kids in before it gets too cold. Because in the summer, it doesn't get dark enough to see stars. We're finally now to where it's getting dark right around bedtime. Um, if it's a warm enough, clear enough night, And we like turn off all the lights and let our eyes adjust. I think we can enjoy a really nice starry sky. Well, the first thing that came to my mind was your greenhouse. I covet your greenhouse. So are you still able to have plants in it now or has it gotten too cold? The greenhouse is a really sad story, Jamie. Oh, no, I didn't mean to bring it <laughs> up. I'm sorry. one of the one Oh. of the things over the roof blew off. One of the windows fell in a windstorm. Oh, no. And So you. Oh. yeah, it Oh. got too cold in there. Um, yeah, we, we won't talk about that <laughs> next Oh my year. goodness. Here we <laughs> are. next Because year. that was my, I'm like, I know she's going to say her greenhouse. <laughs> I'm so sorry to bring that up. Bummer. it's okay. Okay. It's not like it's a sensitive subject. Oh But no. anyway, <laughs> we're Okay. going to be talking about organizing. Oh, did you have something else? No, I was just going to say, but Good, good, your good. plants, every time I see, every Oh, time of we course. get on Zoom, Yeah. I'm just like, and you've given me some cuttings that I'm actually not killing and they're Mm -hmm. They starting look great to produce when you've more sent little, me pictures. Yeah. yeah, they're, they're producing more little shoots. I'm very happy with my plants. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm loving my plants. I'm loving, we have those coleus, which are those like bright, bright lime Oh, green yes. that get super bushy for some reason. They love being upstairs where my husband works and he really likes them. So that's been kind of fun. I'm like, how much of your wall space can I steal just to put plants on? <laughs> Right. If so, you kind of get him to like the plants uh-huh. more and then Yeah. you can, yeah, add, add more. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, we're talking about how organizing our prayer list is like organizing our home. Um, I'm going to add one more just for fun question. What would you say is like your biggest struggle in organization? It can be home organization or just organization in general. What, what do you feel is your biggest struggle? I have two struggles that are pretty big. Number one is having the vision to create order. So 
taking a big blob of stuff, which my husband is amazing at. So whether it's mm. in our home, he creates shelves or storage units, mm -hmm. or let's put this here mm -hmm. and here. I can't even create the original structure to make that organization happen. Right. You kind of need a, yeah, you need a foundation. Right. So like in terms of a prayer organization, yeah. it would definitely be, I would not be the one that has my own, you know, like journal that I right you would, I would yeah you wouldn't make the template. ideas yeah you would buy people. the journal that has the template that makes a ton yeah. of sense and then my second issue is keeping maintaining it because I could have my husband mm. oh, I feel so bad for for Matt he made these cabinets in our like shelves and like a pullout thing in our in our pantry which we don't mm -hmm. have a lot of pantry space but we have yeah. these four cabinets that everything goes in and it is great. And he even organized it. I was away at a hockey tournament with one of our kids. And while I was gone, my daughter was like on the phone, you're going to notice some changes when you get back. Aww. And when I got back, my whole pantry was organized and Ooh. I thought, oh, it's wonderful. And he had done this and I was so excited, but it has become a bone of contention because I oh. cannot maintain it. And okay. when I go to the store, I try mm -hmm. to like put the things, but then I'll be in a hurry and so I'll just right. shove the cans in. And so, yeah. So basically, yeah, I'm hopeless. I can't create the organization <laughs> and I can't maintain it. Well, maintenance can be hard too because other people are using those pantries. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's um, true. Scott gets really frustrated when he can't find the cooking utensil he's looking for because, you know, we, we set up the kitchen so that like these like everything does have a specific place but there are some things that like is a colander a bowl or a pot right like <laughs> it could look a tiny bit like either and so the kids don't really like sometimes they'll put it where the bowls go sometimes they'll put it where the pots go right. so maintaining is harder when you've got a whole family you know getting into things too We just wanted to take a quick break to share about a sponsor of today's episode, Faithful Counseling. Let's face it, life can be hard. It's so important to show up for yourself and your loved ones through all of the struggles life can bring. One way you can do this is by checking in regularly with a Christian therapist. We know not everyone has the time or the money for in-person therapy, but thanks to Faithful Counseling, Christian therapy can be accessible to anyone. You can speak to your counselor by video, phone, or text. Scheduling is so easy, and financial aid is available. I recently started using Faithful Counseling myself, and I admit I had never been to a therapist, and I was kind of nervous about the process. But I was shocked at how easy it was to get started, how convenient it is to communicate with my counselor, and how easy she is to talk to. We would love for you to find out for yourself how beneficial Christian counseling can be. So our sponsor, Faithful Counseling, is offering you 10% off your first month when you use our special link at faithfulcounseling.com slash praying. How yeah. about you? What would you yeah, say? Probably just that struggle? maintenance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because like I can, on. I can get the pantry to look pretty nice and I find it relaxing to do, but then, you know, a couple days in it's kind of a mess again. So yeah, for me, I look at organization as um, a hobby and not really a lifestyle or a chore. So if like Saturdays tend to be my day where like, I, I don't get on the computer 
Um, I usually just put something on my headphones to listen to. I don't like sitting around all day. So I'll usually do stuff like that. You know, oh, this pantry hasn't been tidied up in a bit. But for me, it's less about I must have an organized pantry because I know in a couple of days it's not going to look much better than it did. But for me, the process of putting things in order is relaxing. And I think it's kind of stress relief for me because my brain can feel really disorganized. And so when I have a task of let's take something that looks really cluttered and let's make it look really nice, that feels like a sense of accomplishment. But like I said, to me, I treat it more like a a hobby or a pastime and not a a have to, or so it's not a chore and it's not really a lifestyle. It's not like if you were to open my pantry today, you'd be like, wow, I can tell she keeps this up. It really is just a, no, I I want something to do to relax and I don't want to just be sitting down. (laughs) So that's kind of how I treat it. Well, I think so much of what we just talked about could be applicable to prayer. I mean, I just feel like mindset is huge, obviously, in so Mm -hmm. many things. And there's so many areas where I admire your mindset about things. Mm -hmm. And I've learned from kind of how you view things, because a lot of our struggles with things come from how we look at them. And so if you look at your prayer list, as I, I almost, you know, we hesitate to call it a prayer list, because it feels cumbersome to some mm-hmm. people to call it mm-hmm. a prayer list. It feels like mm-hmm. Ugh, this list. If I don't do this and God's going to be mad, kind of like if I don't organize a pantry, my husband's going to get irritated. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. how about your prayer life? You know, your, your relationship yes. with God, mm-hmm. your communication with God. And yeah. if you approach your prayer life with this idea that it's a joy and that mm-hmm. it's a privilege and that it's mm-hmm. relaxing, that it's something yeah. that brings you, you know, just this sense of taking the burdens that you've collected and yes. just laying them at the feet of God. Then mm-hmm. when you go to this idea of kind of organizing your prayer life, I'm going to start calling it that instead of your prayer list. Yeah. Then it becomes more of, like you said, it's, it just is more of a labor of love. Like, you know what, this mm-hmm. is my, uh, this is my life. This is my relationship yeah. with God. It's like going back to the the relationship with someone you love, mm-hmm. finding time to be with them, yeah. um, looking at your schedule to find out the next time you're able to be right. together. You know, those things yeah. are a joy when you yeah. love someone. It's not a have to. Well, and yeah. I think about it too, like, I think the pantry example is a really good example of what I do. Like I was talking to um, a coaching client this week and and she had the great question, like, what do you do when you just feel really overwhelmed, but it's not by like one specific thing. Like there's not one problem to fix, but you're just kind of filled with this overwhelm. And we, we kind of walked through. So what I do for overwhelm is I take everything that's in my brain and I just lay it all out on some paper. I do like a big brain dump. Here's all the things I'm thinking about. Um, here's all the things on my to-do list. If it's more of the emotional overwhelm, here's all the things I'm worrying about, right? And then and then you kind of sift through it. And I feel like that's kind of what we do with pantries. Let's take it all out to at least like see what's there. right? And then we lay it all out before God. And then we just start putting it back where it needs to go. And and what I love too about that, like, so let's say we're talking about organizing our to-do list in a prayerful way. So you dump everything in your brain that's on your to-do list. And then you just kind of, you take inventory of it. Like that's another useful thing because like we're, 
we're doing groceries just usually twice a month. My husband will drive in and we'll do a really big grocery order. And yeah, sometimes if we're not really well aware of what's already in the pantry, we'll order more of the things we don't need and we'll forget the things we do need. And so sometimes even that organizing, that taking everything out and just laying it out is a way to take inventory of where you're at. And I think that's really useful. Like imagine, um, imagine if you and your husband once a quarter had a set aside time where you're going to list, like, let's just think about everything that we have, um, plates spinning in, right? Mm -hmm. How's your work? How's your health? How's your parenting? How are your friendships? And how's your spiritual life? And you just kind of do an inventory with each other of that, right? Like I kind of see that as the taking everything that's cluttering space in your brain, laying it out, and then you get to put it back where it belongs. So going back to the to-do list, it might be, oh, here's the things I really don't need to worry about a lot. They're going to go on the way back. Here's the things that need to be more front and center. I'm going to keep them up here. Oh, I notice that I'm lacking in this. So I'm going to make sure to address that. And I feel like the tangible benefits of taking everything out of a pantry, just an example, you know, we could do this for closets, garages, drawers. At some point, you're going to get gridlocked if you don't take everything out to at least see what's there and then decide to put it back in. Um, and I feel like for our prayer life, sometimes we kind of need to do just a, a spring cleaning for our brain. Here's everything that I spend mental energy thinking about. And then you get to decide, you get to put it in its little cubby. <laughs> These are things that I can say a popcorn prayer about and just assume that God's going to take care of it, right? Like, oh, I told my neighbor I'd pray for her dog. Boom. I prayed for her dog. It's not going to take up any more space in my brain because I just did that. Versus here's the things that are so front and center in my mind that I know that if I don't address them, it's going to fester, right? And so then you decide, okay, what do I need to do with this? Do I need to talk it out with somebody? Do I need to seek therapy? Do I need to spend prolonged time with God about this thing? So it really is like assessing what's there and then deciding what partition you're going to put it in. I love that. I'm taking notes. <laughs> I Perfect. Love well, and so, I mean, this is very, very practical in terms of just, you know, doing a brain dump. What are the things that I'm yeah. thinking about? What are the things that burden me? If you have an existing prayer journal, you can, mm -hmm. you know, take what's on there or a prayer yeah. list or whatever it is, mm -hmm. sticky notes, get those all together in one place, put all of it together and kind of like the cans in the pantry. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you might find that there's like overlap or duplicate stuff that you're like, yeah. well, you know, this is pretty much this. I can put this all into one category and it's exactly. pretty much the same thing or mm -hmm. um, so one of the inspirations for this topic was a um a podcast i listened to it's called a slob comes clean we had dana on our podcast she was episode 203 um so she's um she's the author of organizing for the rest of us and some other books where she does not have the kind of brain that she has a creative brain and she mm -hmm. kind of her i relate to her podcast so well because she's like you know i'm not the kind of person that loves to organize or loves to clean or is good at maintaining mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. this is how i get to a point where i'm functional and yeah so much of what she says is very applicable to our prayer lives and you can listen to that episode it doesn't really go into a lot of the parallels per se mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. um 
But the one thing that she kind of talks about is there are two sort of two steps to organizing your home. And the first is to purge or mm-hmm. what I would like to say in terms prune. of a prayer list is prune. prune <laughs> yeah. List. Like when you're talking about the apples, like I was, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, how oh, many, see? We, look, another example. We could have done an episode on pruning your prayer list, just about your apple tree. It's That's so right. applicable. It is. It is. So go ahead. Yeah. So like the first few examples or parallels that come to mind is, yeah, if your prayer list, the pe- the so right now let's talk about, I have a certain number of people or issues that I want to regularly pray for. Um, I, I truly believe some of us are meant to have longer prayer lists than others. I think that this is one of the, again, to him who has given much, much is going to be required. Yeah, we all I have also, different size plates, yes, which you told me one yep, time. Yes. And I also believe that we can grow, right? So you might start your prayer life praying for one specific person. By the next year, hopefully that can move up to three to five. By the time you get to 30, (laughs) you might find this is a little, this is a little much. This is not going to work for me because kind of like your apples, I'm getting tons of apples, but they're itty, 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 bitty because I'm not truly investing into anything. So, you know, if we look at intercession as kind of a spectrum, you have a popcorn prayer, which is what we call help Jamie have a great day. And then you don't think about praying for Jamie beyond that all the way to think about um, how intensely you would pray if your loved one was in a car accident, getting life-saving surgery. And all you can do is wait for them and the doctor to tell you if they are going to survive. Right. Um, Yeah. And, and then there's everything in between. And I would say that we're not meant to pray super thoroughly, like really, really, really thoroughly for dozens and dozens and dozens of things, at least the majority of us. So in that case, again, we need to decide what compartment, and I'm going to put these things into, am I going to put them into the, hey, please help this person. So maybe you start your day with a list of 10 people but you're just praying a quick blessing. Help my son's school teacher have a great day. Help my sister to to have a great time at work. Um, things like that. And then you've got the the small number of things that you pray for really, really, really deeply. I think a great way to look at this is our friendships. Some of us have like one best friend that we dump everything onto and some acquaintances that we know and like. And that that fills our social capacity. Others of us, not me, want to have like 20 best friends and 500 acquaintances. Like some of us have a higher capacity for that kind of thing. But this is what we're talking about. It's asking out, okay, how much should I put on my plate and which things should I treat as kind of the popcorn? I want to touch on these, but I'm not going to necessarily every single day pray blood, sweat, and tears over these and what things am I going to really go into intense intercession for? And I think one more thing that we need to remember is just because something's good doesn't mean you need to do it every day. I needed to learn this with my kids in homeschooling when they were really little. It was like, okay, anything that's good for their learning, we got to do every day and we got to do right. a deep dive. And that's yeah. exhausting when you're four years old, you know? Not to mention so, for your teacher, your mom. I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so- It turned into, you know what? Studying art is a great thing to do. I'm going to make sure we touch on it twice a month, right? Like I'm going to get us some really nice picture books where we can look at some great paintings. Twice a month, that feels okay. 
forcing us to do that every day while we're also doing spelling and phonics and reading and math. Like, no, it doesn't have to be every day. So sometimes those deep dives are for those kind of more prolonged times, just like you don't need date night with your spouse every day, you know, but if you never do it, that feels like a little bit of a lack unless, you know, you're carving out time together in other ways. So um, I kind of, oh, pruning, right. So pruning your prayer list helps you to really hone in on what God wants you to be praying for so that you can be more effective. And there can be guilt, I think, in that. I really, I think that there can be guilt in pruning your prayer list because it's for someone that loves prayer, that's a prayer Mm -hmm. warrior. It's like, what? Mm -hmm. just stop praying for this person. Wait, what if I, if I don't pray for them, who's going to pray for them? Mm -hmm. But you can start off with some very, I mean, you can go into it prayer prayerfully. Of course, once you've done your Mm -hmm. dump, you can go through and do some very prayerful, but practical Mm -hmm. things too. So maybe start with the practical. Okay. Which of these is no longer relevant? You know, if you're praying for Susie Mm -hmm. to get married because she has been praying for a spouse for 10 years and she got married last year, you can take that off. You know, that doesn't need to take up space. Or if you have, you know, so-and-so's dog had surgery, pray right. for healing. Well, that was last year. It's okay. Right. The dog's <laughs> yeah. fine or not. Right. And then you don't pray for that anymore. So um, that's horrible. I'm sorry. I don't know. That's I'm fine. All dogs go to heaven, that. right? That's right. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, but then, then you get into the next layer of, okay, then there's this issue of all of these prayers. You've got prayers you've been praying maybe for decades yeah. that have not come to pass. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you're inclined, you can go to God with those too and say, God, mm-hmm. am I still supposed to be praying for this? Or is this something yeah. I'm released from? Because there are prayers that get answered in the negative or mm-hmm. prayers that, you know, maybe God is wanting. I mean, there are so many Christians that God has access to to pray for certain people and things. And Mm -hmm. it can be that he's calling you out of a season of prayer for something. And that's Mm -hmm. okay. If you're not comfortable with that, that's okay. No one's going to force you to take something off your list. But I I think that going into practically and prayerfully pruning that list Mm -hmm. can just picture that apple tree in my front yard that last Mm -hmm. year was full of too many apples. And so that tree got burned out. So really last Mm -hmm. year, none of the apples made it very far. And this year there are none. There's, I mean, there was not a single apple on one of the trees. You're a poor tree, (laughs) which means next year's going to be great. Exactly. So we'll prune it in the meantime. So it doesn't overdo it next year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Just think of it as an investment. That pruning is an investment in the long-term in, in the long-term health and effectiveness of your prayer life. And Absolutely. it's not a selfish thing. It's selfless to want to look to God because if you look at the root of why do I feel this burden to pray mm-hmm. for all these things, sometimes that burden is like, well, it's pride. It's, well, it is. if I don't pray, then is. who will? I am mm-hmm. the one praying for this. Take that yep. focus away and just allow God to to be the one to direct you. Another, exactly. And another angle that you can come at it from if the actual pruning has been done and it either didn't make a big difference or you're just really uncomfortable with that is pray for God to help you prioritize. Yeah. And and then organize that way where you can just be like, okay, you know, I've got all this stuff. So it's in terms of the the home example, 
you've got the one issue of pruning or purging. So you get rid of the clutter. Mm -hmm. And then the next step is organizing. And so part of what you can do with organizing, it's like if you had a closet full of stuff piled in, door slammed so that when yeah. you open it, there's an avalanche. Yeah. You could fit all of that stuff in that closet if you had a system of shelves and tubs, probably. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You'd be able to have it at least compartmentalized and labeled. So you have these yeah. big categories. So yeah. maybe you take the remainder of your prayer list, if it still feels like a lot, and you do that kind of cataloging of, okay, God, yeah. what is my top tier? What are the ones? I, okay, I think of Sandy. In I've been thinking turn. of Sandy this whole time. <laughs> so tell us about how Sandy organizes yes. her prayer list in the Kennedy. For those of you that don't know, Alana writes Christian Suspense, and she has a whole series, probably your most popular series, yeah. isn't it? Mm -hmm. The Kennedy mm -hmm. Stern series, which is awesome. So yeah. tell us about Sandy. The yes. Character. Okay. So, and for those of you, like I said, this is another reason why we've combined our Patreon so that you can get um, some of these books at, at no extra charge. And I get to share them with you. So Sandy is the pastor's wife in the Kennedy Stern series. She plays a very, um, very large supporting role. She makes appearances in a lot of my other books as well. And her, her prayer routine I would go so far as to say it's too organized for me, but I love the mentality behind it. So Sandy's got a, a like an, a recipe box, it looks like, right? And it's super pretty because she, she really likes having things flowery and nice looking. And so picture like a recipe box with little tabs. Here's the recipes I use all the time. Here's my dessert recipes. Here's the recipes I only pull out for the holidays, that kind of thing. And so basically she has names of people she wants to pray for on index cards that she keeps in this box. Some of them are in the daily section, some are in the weekly section, and some are in the monthly section, and they can move from section to section. So as an example, she might have her kids in the daily section. And so every morning when they're doing their family devotions, they're praying for all the names on there. Um, in addition, in her daily section, she might have uh, her best friend who's going through surgery that that's urgent, that needs daily prayer for. Four weeks from now, when the recovery is well underway, she's going to move that to the weekly section, right? And so then the weekly section is just kind of, okay, here's things that I want to make sure I pray through at least on a weekly basis. So it's kind of like, here's some of the things that I'll pray for by Monday. Here's some of the things I'll pray for by Tuesday. And then once those feel like they're, once there's a sense of relief, those get moved to the monthly section. So it kind of is a way to visually organize by priority. And again, some people might feel guilty about this, but we think of even, even Jesus did this in a way. He had the people that he was the closest, closest to. Uh, he had Peter, James, and John, and then he had his 12 disciples and then he had all of his other followers. He loved them all. He blessed them all. But some of them did get more of his time and attention. And I don't think we're supposed to feel guilty. I think that's how we're designed. Like I am always going to spend more time helping my child with their math homework than I'm going to help the neighbor kid with their math homework. Do both kids need help? Yes. Are both kids as equally loved by God? Yes. As a mom, am I going to spend more time on my kid? Yes. And I don't think we should feel guilty about this and having sections for areas where we still want to pray for them, but we're not going to, 
give them like front and center space. Cause like I said, there's only so much room on our plates for that kind of praying. I think it's a gift of love because otherwise you just forget about them. Right. So it's not that we're kicking them off the curb saying, I'm never going to pray for you. It's okay. I want to make sure that I don't forget to pray for you. And I want to make sure that I don't get overwhelmed as an intercessor. So I'm going to put you into this monthly batch. Yeah. And no, I think that is such a good way to do it because then you can do this prioritizing of these are the pressing things, you know, mm-hmm. that are, and that will, a lot of times, you know, the most pressing things will probably be the things closest to your heart. And, yes. you know, some of the other things are things that, okay, I want to definitely touch on these, but not necessarily mm-hmm. right every single day. No, I think that is so good to be able to have that kind of compartment you know, organizing thing. Mm -hmm. Hey there, it's Jamie. We're going to have to stop the conversation here for now, just because we like to keep our episodes between 30 and 60 minutes. We know your time is valuable and we went way over with this conversation. So we just kind of edited it, kind of cut it in half so that you could ruminate on some of the things we talked about in this first part. And then next week we'll come back with part two with some more tips, some more ideas, and some more discussion about how organizing your prayer life is a lot like organizing your home and some of those parallels and just ideas to discover how you can go about getting started organizing your prayer life more. One of the big takeaways though from this whole discussion is you are unique and you can't be put in a box and the way that you pray, the way you organize and set up your prayer life is absolutely different from anyone else's. And so we just hope that you'll kind of like, you know, it's like throwing spaghetti on the wall and see what sticks. Just take any of these suggestions or discussion points and just kind of see what fits for you. One way that you can kind of dig a little deeper, though, into figuring out your unique prayer style is by taking our quiz. So if you go to prayingchristianwomen.com slash quiz, we just have this fun quiz that takes you through some questions that kind of glean from your motivation style, kind of the way that you operate. And what we do at the end of that is we'll give you a kind of a readout of the four different types of prayer styles that we've categorized and where you fall in each of those categories. Which one is your strongest? What Which one do you resonate with the strongest? And um, I think it just gives percentages of how, how you fit. Typically one will sort of come to the surface as the most common, but you might be evenly distributed among two or more of those prayer styles because everyone is an individual. But the good thing is you get the readout of some prayer tips for each prayer style. You get to see all four of them. So you can pick and choose what works with you and what resonates with you. Like, oh, that would work. I think I would enjoy that. Or no, that's not really for me. You know, just kind of see what works. And um, you'll have some um, suggestions, some pitfalls to avoid, and then best of all your prayer superpowers for each of those prayer personalities because each each type of prayer style that we kind of categorized has kind of the pitfalls that you could need to avoid but also some amazing strengths so I think as women especially a lot of times we focus on those negative things Alana and I were just talking last night about how 
we just tend to focus on the negative things rather than capitalizing on our strengths and focusing on how to make those better, how to operate and, and use more of our time in our strengths. And not that we're going to ignore the weaknesses or avoid the, or not avoid the pitfalls, but, um, but to give ourselves some grace and, and to just remember you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And that there are things that you might not like about yourself that if you look closely enough and, and you ask God to reveal to you a little bit more about those things, you might just find that there are strengths hidden under there that could be brought out. And uh, if you just gave yourself some grace and, and just kind of looked at things in a different perspective. So all of that to say, I hope that this tool, this quiz, will really be beneficial to kind of help you take some of this information and run with it. And then next week, we'll be back and we'll continue the discussion. I want to leave you with a prayer today, though, um, before we go. So let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for making each one of us unique. I just thank you so much for um, the many members of the body of Christ and, and that not a single member of the body can be done without. I just pray that each one of us would look at our prayer lives, look at our personality and just the way that you're, you've designed us and feel the freedom to express our faith and to explore our relationship with you in ways that might not fit inside a tidy box that we always thought prayer would look like. I just pray that you would open our minds, open our hearts, and above all else, give us grace with ourselves, Lord. Help us to walk that delicate balance between just looking at prayer as a relationship with you um, and then realizing that every relationship takes some work and sometimes some planning and sometimes some organization to optimize the time that we have and to make the best use of the time that we have in that relationship. Um, but help us to stay away from legalism and, and just continue to grow in our relationship with you in a way that would just bring us joy, that would bring you glory, and that would bring, bring blessing to the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show, and we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.